It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming off of a breakout performance, Bryce Young and the Panthers head down to Jacksonville to face a reeling Jags team who have lost four straight games. Can Bryce and the offense pick up where they left off? We'll talk about it here on this Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us once again on a Thursday crossover edition of Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Panthers. I am Tony Wiggins, and he is Julian Council. And, of course, we thank you for making us your team every day and making us your first listen as well. Quickly reminding you that we're free to subscribe to on our respective YouTube pages. It's Locked On Jaguars, Locked On Panthers. Make sure you tap in every single day. Hit the bell. Hit the like button. The bell actually gives you a notification whenever we drop another episode. So make sure you subscribe also. And then whenever you listen to your audio podcast, whether you're driving in your car or sitting at work and sneaking when you're not supposed to, that's all right. Make sure wherever you do that and whatever platform you do that from, you tune in every day to make sure you do not miss an episode. And as I said, the crossover Thursday is sponsored by prize picks. That's right. Prize picks. This crossover episode is obviously brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you for the everydayers who joined both of these shows. And I'm talking to my man, Julian Council. Y'all going to be surprised, but he's one of the best at it. I ain't never talked to him before. We just talked pre-production for the yeah. absolute first time, and I notice him all the time. He does a really, really good job. I'm going to tell you when I noticed you, Julian. Yeah. Ross Ross was with you, I believe, was at one of those senior bowls or something, and he was watching. I think that was you. He was watching somebody. It might have been you. Or it might have been the dude from HBCU, but I noticed he always bragged about your preparation, and uh, I took that as a slap in the face because – I don't prepare very much. <laughs> I'm just joking. I do prepare a little bit. I get down with it, but I always pay attention to what he says about other people. And it's one of the things that I know he said about you and I listen to your work. Oh, glad to have that. you here. Glad yeah, to I appreciate you. that for sure. Now, Ross is great. Lockdown's been good to me uh, these three seasons doing the Panthers podcast, even though uh, the Panthers haven't been so good to me uh, only 14 times. I've had a victory podcast, but I appreciate you having uh, me appreciate talking to you on the show today. And, I'm excited about this matchup. Would not have said that heading into last week's game because of how bad the Panthers' offense had looked, even though things were a little bit encouraging after the Panthers got that win against Atlanta. But now after watching what Bryce Young did against Green Bay, knowing that the Jaguars are reeling, I know Panthers don't really have anything to play for. But carrying over some momentum into the offseason with Bryce Young, that's something that I think a lot of people are hoping to see. So excited about this matchup and seeing if Jacksonville can bounce back. It's funny, you're carrying over some momentum into the offseason with Bryce Young after everybody. I want to ask you about that, too, in just a second. Yeah. But we had a bunch of momentum with Trevor, and now they're in a bunch of momentum with Trevor. He's a little bit banged up. We'll get into that, too, when we start talking about storylines story and matches. But I'm going to throw a question at you first. 
Yeah. Have the natives calm down a little bit with all of the we should have drafted C.J. Stroud because I heard it all the way down here, man. Have they rested on that a little bit? I know the owner didn't really do himself a whole bunch of goodwill when he said what he said, and he was trying to. Right. Uh, it's almost like anytime somebody starts over talking and are trying to apologize and explaining a pick, it's probably not the right one. How, how are they receiving that up in the Queen City? Yeah, well, the natives still don't like David Tepper. And until this team starts to win on a regular basis and has the sustained success that he promised us a couple years ago when he fired Ron Rivera, the natives are not going to be happy with him. But as far as a quarterback position here in Carolina, I do think Bryce Young finally having that breakout performance. It took 16 weeks, uh, 14 starts to get here. But finally having that performance, I think, has now calmed a few people that were doubters. Now, it still hasn't completely changed the opinions of folks that wanted C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson, maybe folks that wanted Will Levis. They still are going to look at Bryce Young, his size, the inefficiencies that he does have, and still point to that those guys look like NFL quarterbacks and long-term will be better than Bryce Young. But Bryce Young looked like exactly the guy I saw at Alabama. I was someone who thought Bryce was clearly the best of the guys from their college careers. Would he be necessarily my pick I came at the end and said if the Panthers are going to put around a coaching staff that can help develop a rookie quarterback then you probably should take the guy with the best physical traits and that was Anthony Richardson even though I felt like Bryce Young was a better player than Anthony Richardson back watching them in the SEC at Alabama and Florida respectively there's been a few people that have calmed down even though they lost that game in controversial fashion with some of the officiating calls late the encouraging thing was that Bryce Young threw for 312 yards, that he looked like the real deal. He looked like, for the first time, the player the Carolina Panthers gave up that first-round pick next year and swapped first-round picks this year that they gave up DJ Moore for. He finally looked like a player worth giving the farm up for on Sunday. So, yeah, there's some people who are excited. There's still, I'm sure, the doubters out there that are not totally convinced. And it's only one game. But you're seeing what you wanted to see out of Bryce. And hopefully he can do it again this week and he can do it again next Sunday against Tampa. And that can be some positive momentum heading into the offseason. I'm wondering, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I know he's banged up. He's got the shoulder. He had the concussion. He had the ankle. It just seems like every single week there's a different injury with Trevor Lawrence. Where are Jags fans on him as this is an important two-week stretch to get back to the playoffs? Well, the thing about the difference between Bryce and Trevor is no one talked for three years about Bryce being generational and the next Andrew Luck and the next yeah. this. So Trevor's trying to, well, I'm not saying he's trying to, but it, it, the situation is trying to see if he's going to live up to that. Of course, uh, one of the biggest people that says he ain't no good basically is Richard Sherman. And we, you know, I tweeted something the other day. He doesn't even follow me, but he, he kind of does. And I tweeted something the other day, like there's no way they can extend him right now. And I didn't mean, Right now is it ever. I meant right now, this minute, in year three, after year three, when you don't have to do it early. I, I think he's played him way his way out of a guarantee that that's going to happen, even though they still might do it. But I wouldn't uh, give uh, a $250 million to a dude that looks to be uh, Jameis Winston light, like with the turnovers. That's the biggest problem for me. What about the fifth-year option? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. I'd okay. do that, and i take a look next year. And if he plays uh, sort of the way he played down the stretch next season, uh, the way he did last year and at the start of this year to a certain degree, then, I, then I'd go back and I'd say, okay, let's go ahead and do it. But you're talking about $150 million guaranteed. Now, there have been worse quarterbacks that got contract extensions. I've seen it. Sam Bradford, all of these guys. I don't think Kirk Cousins, the first time he got all that money, was 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 playing at this level. But – 
the thing is, is over the last three or four weeks, Trevor's been bad and Trevor's been bad because he's been banged up and the interior of their offensive line has been something uh, that is not really, really uh, admirable or something that you really want to see a guy like him trying to do too much behind the, that makeshift line. So because everything has kind of gone in the tank, they were eight and three hosting a Monday night game against Cincinnati against a backup quarterback and a victory would have given him would have given them the first place in the AFC. Well, since then, they've lost four games. And it's one thing to lose to Baltimore. It's another thing to lose to Cleveland and Cincinnati with backup quarterbacks and then to go to Tampa this week and not show up at all. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the favorable matchups with both of these teams coming into this game. And the game is no longer, in my opinion, a guaranteed win for Jacksonville. We, I did it early in the year, and then once again – a few weeks ago when I looked at it, I said, oh, that's a win. Well, guess what? I ain't saying that no more. And we're going to tell you exactly why I'm not saying that in just a second here on a crossover edition of Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Panthers. All right, we're going to let you know about prize picks, man. The best and the biggest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And it's that way for a reason. It's because it's my favorite thing to do and it should be your favorite thing to do also. I'm going to let you right now. You got to go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, it's just you against the machine, man. All you got to do, you and the computer, what you got to do, bro, is just pick between two and six statistical. They're going to already have it set for you. They're going to have stats up for you. And all you got to do is say more than or less than whatever the designation is for that particular player. If you get enough of them right, guess what you win a ton of money that's right there's even a flex option that once you get the five players you can choose a flex option you might get one wrong and you can still cash out so go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars all right running it down here Segment number two of uh, crossover here on a Thursday with Julian Council of Locked On Panthers. I'm going to go first, Julian, if you don't mind. This was yeah. a game that we thought um, was just one week. We just put the check mark in and go ahead. They played well, though, and they played well. First of all, Derek Brown is a monster. And the reason why I bring him up first is because guys like that have given the Jaguars fits. Because their center, Luke Fortner, is a turnstile. And they have problems also at left guard. And I'm not going to make any bones about it. I don't even know if Trevor's going to play this week. But I know whoever's playing is going to look over across the line of scrimmage and see him and Brian Burns and go, oh, my God. And uh, everything that could go wrong for the Jaguars has gone wrong. That is the first thing that I'm going to talk about when it comes to a matchup. we got to be able to block people. we got to be able to block people to make room for Travis Etienne to run the ball. Uh, since the bye week, Travis Etienne has averaged about three yards a carry, averaging about 38 yards a game. Before that, he was averaging 72. On his way to maybe being one of those top five guys when it comes to yards from scrimmage, no longer. It's not happening. Uh, the Jaguars can't seem to do anything right. Go ahead and tell me, man, what your favorite matchup is. Answer that one and then give me your key matchup for the game. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I think nowadays – we are probably smarter when breaking down football than we ever have been before because of a lot of the advanced analytics. We talk about EPA, DVOA, and all that. But, man, football is a simple game. It's a mindset, and can you dominate the man opposite of you? 
And Derek Brown has that mindset right now. We try to talk all the time about all these numbers, all these stats. It those matter. But what really matters is, can you move the man in front of you? And right now, Derek Brown is playing on another level. I don't care that this team is 2-13. and 13. He should be a pro bowler. He has been phenomenal all season long. We've been talking about this season, about Brian Burns potentially getting extended. And they have tabled those contract extension talks throughout the season. But Derek Brown, he looks like somebody who he's going to be playing on a fifth-year option next year, that the Panthers probably should be prioritizing giving him a big deal. I know edge rushers are obviously important. I would say the interior of the defensive line is just as, if not even more important. The best defensive player in football, Aaron Donald, plays at defensive tackle. We've seen Chris Jones be the anchor of that Chiefs defense. Now, the Chiefs are good defensively this year. That has not always been the case over the last couple of years as being a Super Bowl contender, and he's been someone that they cannot live without. So Derek Brown, he's been tremendous all season long for the Carolina Panthers. That's absolutely a matchup I feel like you should win. And listening to you talk about the interior of the Jags offensive line kind of reminds me of what we've had to deal with here in Carolina this season with the the guard rotation where, I mean, it really has been a turnstile. They've had six different left guards, eight different right guards. I'm guessing Gabe Jackson will start at right guard this week after replacing for the second straight week in a row, Nash Jensen, the undrafted free agent at a North Dakota State. Uh, but for the Panthers, really, for me, it's going to come down to protecting Bryce Young. Like I, I look at Josh Allen, of course, the, the Jags, Josh Allen for the fans out there. Right. And he, he was a tremendous player at Kentucky. Love that he, what he's done so far in the NFL. It's, it's not allowing a guy like that to wreck the game. Icky Aquano, the Carolina Panthers starting left tackle, was not at practice on Wednesday. I think it's more of a precautionary thing. You're, you're here in week 17. It's been a long season. Why not give the guy a day to kind of rest? So I think it's more of that. But if he's out, I know a lot of fans are talking about, oh, hey, you know, next in the offseason, find a new left tackle, move Icky into guard. I asked him, okay, it took a decade to find somebody to replace Jordan Gross. Who's going to play tackle if it's not Icky Aquano? And people are saying that right now, find someone else to play tackle. Well, Brady Christensen's out for the season. He can't play tackle. Do you want Ricky Lee, the undrafted free agent out of North Dakota, out of A&T, to be the one playing left tackle? So you need Icky Aquano out there. I think that's an offseason discussion of what you do long-term there. I still think he should be the guy at least next season. But yeah, protecting Bryce, like that matchup on the edge, that's what I'm looking at. Obviously, in the interior, with the Panthers can get some push up front. They did not do a great job running the football last week against the Packers. They have a fairly good defensive line. Like those are the two matchups I really look at is being able to protect Bryce on the edge and even from the interior, but really getting a push there behind Gabe Jackson, who opened up some holes in his first week playing for the Panthers a couple weeks ago in that game against the Falcons, then had a couple of issues as far as pass protection goes. But that's what I'm looking at. What the interior offensive line is able to do with the run and then obviously on the edge, if they can protect Bryce Young. And then, you know, what Bryce Young could do against his Jaguars secondary. It, you know, isn't it, isn't it funny that a team that's struggling in Jacksonville uh, at eight and six and uh, a team with Carolina that, that is also struggling and to think, well, the Jaguars are actually eight and seven, but to think yeah. that a game like this is going to still come down to the trenches. You know, you got a team that's leading a division and a team that should have the number one pick, but they won't because they traded it already, but they're two and 13. There's no guarantee that the Jaguars, and this is the dilemma with this team, trying to understand this team. There's no guarantee that a team that sits atop the AFC South can actually block and move people that play for the two and 13 Carolina Panthers. And to me, nothing magnifies the problems with the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars more than that. You're supposed to be able to get a two and 13 team out of your way. 
I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do it with the way that they play with their offensive line. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, about the, the trenches. I look at the Panthers' season. Obviously, the play calling, the offensive scheme structure has not been good enough to have success in the 2023 in the NFL. That's why Frank Reich's not here. Bryce Young's development obviously was not up to up to standard. And the receivers, they haven't been great. The run game has not been consistent. But the real the problem has been they haven't been able to protect him because they have not mm-hmm. been healthy up front on the offensive line. When you have, again, six different left guards, eight different right guards, at no point did you have your starting left guard, Brady Christensen, and your starting right guard, Austin Corbett, play a game together. You only got one game out of Christensen in four games out of Corbett. So what do you expect is going to happen? You're not going to have a consistent run game. You're not going to be able to consistently protect the quarterback. And we know, okay, coming off the edge, that's not great, but at least you can step up into the pocket. But when the pressure is coming up in your face and you're five foot 10, it makes things all the more difficult, especially when your receivers get some of the worst separation in the NFL and don't have that, that twitch or speed. So that just compounds all of it because up front, it didn't work out. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Derek Brown's been great. The Panthers paid a lot of money for Shy Tuttle this offseason. I rarely hear his name. Deshaun Williams, they also brought him in. It's not like he's made a ton of plays. You lost Shaq Thompson, at linebacker, who's been a great run stopper for them. Now, Frankie Louvre has been tremendous, having to step into oh, that, off, yeah. that off-ball linebacker role. But defensively, they're ranked as one of the worst defensive uh, run defensive teams in the NFL. We talk about EPA, advanced analytics. The Panthers rank 32nd. See, you don't really stop the run. You don't really run the ball consistently and you're not able to protect your quarterback, it all starts up front. So that's kind of the thing. If you have the pieces in the right spots, like in this matchup with the Panthers and Jags, the Panthers having Burns, having Brown, then maybe you can exploit that and find a way uh, to win this game on Sunday. So I I agree with you. Like This is not necessarily a gimme for Jacksonville. I would have thought two weeks ago that it was. Uh, But two weeks ago, you were thinking that the division's probably a wrap in the AFC South, that you're concerned about Trevor's ankle, but the Jags, they should be fine. Two weeks later... This is a game that I'm probably sure after watching them lose four straight, you wouldn't be all that surprised if they lose. Ankle, since then, concussion, and since then, sprained AC joint or, or whatever in his throwing arm. Uh, he's going. He practiced, so we're going to see whether or not he's going to give it a go. But he's like the walking wounded right now, man. It is It is something else, something to behold. The fact that they were able even to get to this point has, has driven – me absolutely crazy. But Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 and covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so Julie and I, what we're going to do here in segment three we're going to give you the keys to victory. I'm going to try to see if I can get a prediction out of him. A lot of people don't like to do predictions. I do because I like to sound smart and like to sound right, man. And I get pretty close. So we're going to see if we can do that. We'll do all of that and more in just a segment here. Segment three of a crossover edition of Locked on Jaguars and Locked on Panthers. All right. I got to let you know about LinkedIn Talent Solutions, man. That's right. If you have a company small business and you're trying to do the hiring leave it to the professionals and those are the folks over at linkedin jobs all you got to do man it's not just another job board linkedin has a vast network of more than a billion professionals which makes it the best place to hire hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates 
So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. I personally have opened two businesses and used LinkedIn, and I don't know where I would have been without them. So you don't have to be alone. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, man, we're going to run it down here on the third and final segment of Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Panthers, sponsored by Prize Picks. Getting it on here with a crossover edition. We're going to let Julian go first. Julian, what are the keys to victory for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, well, the keys every week are uh, protect Bryce Young, uh, be able to run the football, stop the run. Like, that's the key to pretty much every single football game. But really, for this week, I would like to see the Panthers be able to have a dedicated run game coming out. I felt like last week in the game against Green Bay, they got behind early. Packers scored on every single offensive drive of the first half. Don't even count the, the last driver. They got the ball back with like 18 seconds left before the half. And they had success. 23 points in that first half. The defense for Carolina really had been great the last couple of weeks, considering all the injuries that they've had in a situation where they had an offense that scores a touchdown a game, maybe, if you're lucky. That's That had been the case up until last week. But offensively for the Panthers, they just really weren't able to establish the run even early in the game when they wanted to in the third quarter when they were able to cut that to a one-score game and use most of the clock in that quarter. Still just did not have the kind of run game that they had the previous three games and including the win against the Falcons. Chuba Hubbard's been that lead back for them. And I think if they can find a way to come out, run the ball, establish that against Jacksonville, they can then ease Bryce Young into the game. Because last week, because they couldn't run, it felt like Green Bay was able to pin their ears back, really get after Bryce. He didn't look all that comfortable in the first quarter of that game. But as Panthers were able to kind of mix some things up, brand the ball well in that third quarter, then Bryce Young really started to deal. So I really think that I know you want to maybe go back to being a little bit past first heading to this game based off what Bryce did last week, but he's still young, still developing. I would want the Panthers to establish the run game first, give them at least that to lean on, and then kind of ease Bryce into the game to where you're in the second in the second half, starting that third quarter. Bryce Young is cooking like he was in the second half last week against Green Bay. So that's kind of my first key. Stabs to run, allow Bryce to kind of get into the game and not have to be the focal point from the very beginning. Then defensively, man, if it's not Trevor Lawrence, then you got to heat up where he's going to be the quarterback there in Jacksonville. Brian Burns, he has not had the breakout or not even a break. He already had a breakout season. He has not really had the kind of season I think a lot of people expected as term in terms of sacks. But what's more imp- important is pressure. Can you get pressure on the quarterback consistently? The Panthers are among the worst in the NFL when it comes to that. So finding a way to manufacture some pressure, whether it's sending Frankie Louvu on a blitz up the middle, that was the one sack they had last week, or Brian Burns be able to win his one-on-one matchups. Derek Brown just getting some pressure up the middle, especially with the kind of concerns that you have in the interior of the Jags offensive line. Like That is important, I think, in this game. And if Trevor even does play, we're talking about a guy, who, as you mentioned, the ankle, that still can't be 100%. He had the concussion. He's got the AC joint. And when guys are injured, they start to really try to protect themselves in that pocket and they start, you know, seeing ghosts like a former Panthers quarterback, Sam Darnold, saw back when he was with the Jets. Like they they start to feel the pressure, even the pressure's not there. And they can establish that early on in the game. I think whether it's Trevor, and I'm gonna guess he's gonna give it a go, 
or whoever the backup is, I think the Panthers can have success there. So find a way to establish the run game, allow Bryce to get into that game, but then once you get to that second half, really see if he can start cutting it loose, if he's not able to do that already in the second quarter of the game, but then really find a way to manufacture some pressure and get Trevor off his spot or whoever the backup is off their spot and get Jacksonville kind of behind schedule in this game. And I think the Panthers uh, could have success if that's what they're able to do. I think they I think for the Jaguars, they have to remember what their face looks like. And what I mean by that is it, it appears to me that they're fine when they're in the locker room and they're looking in the mirror. But as soon as they walk away from that mirror, they absolutely don't know who they are. They don't have an identity. And uh, the only identity that they've had is to be inconsistent, to turn the ball over and to just they ought to have Murphy's Law written on the back of their shirt because everything that can go wrong seems like it does go wrong. And they they just need to get into a situation where they find a team that is what the Jaguars have been to a lot of other people. And that is an antibiotic. That means something, some sort of elixir or concoction that, that works where you can take it. You can go out there on the field and all of a sudden they're so bad. They remind you that you ain't as worse than, worse than they are. And on paper, it feels like that's what this is. But I'm weary. I'm very, very weary because just like you said, if you can't move people, and you can't stop people from moving you, that's a problem. And the Jaguars have had that problem. Now, the good thing is, is he's a rookie. Bryce Young's a rookie. And uh, Josh Allen has 13 and a half sacks, and Trayvon Walker has seven. They can get after the quarterback, and when they, they get rolling and get you behind the sticks, they can really pin their ears back and come after you. That's the only way the Jaguars are going to win this game is they somehow remember who they are. And then the other thing is they have to forget about uh, the things that they've done so poorly the last few weeks, and that's turn the ball over and get dumb penalties and and uh, not tackle well. That's another issue that they've been having. So basic football one-on-one when it comes to what, what should happen in this game, uh, the keys to victory is, like you said, blocking, tackling, and no turnover. So uh, I feel like we're going back to the kindergarten. when it comes, I said the kindergarten. When it comes <laughs> back to trying to figure out some sort of prognosis for both of these teams winning, but I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm going to say the Jaguars are going to figure it out this week and win this game 21 to 16. It's a simple game, man. It's a simple game. We we try to complicate it. And if it was as complicated as a lot of these coaches uh, like to pretend it is, then it wouldn't be the most popular game in, in America. We, we yeah. wouldn't all be sitting here watching it on Saturdays, on, on Sundays, on Fridays. I mean, pretty much every damn day of the week nowadays, we wouldn't all be watching football that much it wasn't as simple as can you move the man in front of you can you protect somebody can you run the ball can you at least complete a forward pass like it's it's it comes down to that but as far as this game goes for me i saw it's like a a touchdown favorite for the jaguars which i was a little bit surprised by uh considering how they played recently and the panthers have been a little bit more of a game team the last couple of weeks but they still are not a good football team for a lot of reasons and those things have not really changed but I've been impressed by the receiver play they're still not getting a lot of separation there's been some fans saying okay DJ Chark a former Jag maybe he should come back next year just because DJ Chark made a couple good catches last week in large part because Bryce I mean he there were some outstanding catches that he made especially with some toe drag swag love that ton of credit to him the game-winning drive against Atlanta he also had a fantastic catch on that drive Bryce Young's also put it in the spot where it needed to be so credit for, uh, for both of those guys. But DJ Shark has really been an afterthought for somebody that I think a lot of people had hoped would be a deep ball threat and would be 
probably their number two wide receiver. Like the Pro Bowl season he had in Jacksonville has turned out to be an anomaly in his career, unfortunately. There's been injuries that have played a factor in that. But Adam Thielen, he's been consistent so far this season. Those guys had a great game last week. So if they can be able to pick up the pieces where they left off in the second half last week in the past game, I think the Panthers can win this game. I, I think they cover. It's still difficult for me to say that they're going to win I feel like Jacksonville, they're a better team. Like, they're clearly a better team. I know Trevor's banged up. I don't know. For whatever reason, like, I'm kind of – I am I I like the Jags in this game. And I don't want Houston going to the playoffs. So, <laughs> I, it's like my own sanity. Because I'm not necessarily rooting for Jacksonville. Yeah. But I don't want Houston going to the playoffs. And then for Indianapolis, if they go, okay, I guess that's not that big of a deal. Tennessee, they're out of it. I just, I think I, I just need the Jags or the Colts to go to the playoffs because I just cannot have people be like, well, look, Stroud took the Texans go. to the playoffs. Like, Lovey, oh, not Lovey, well, D'Amico Ryans, he could have been our head coach here in Carolina. I think Jacksonville wins this game. It's just kind of a gut feel. I think it'll be a close one. I feel like they're, the Jags will find a way, especially you talk about Josh Allen, 13 and a half sacks. Trayvon Walker, the former number one pick last year, seven sacks. Like that, that's probably going to be a concern. And the Panthers, I think they'll put up some points. I think they can put up some yards in the past game. I still think this is a game that Jacksonville uh, should and, and will win, but I think only by a field goal. All right. So I, I was going to ask you why you didn't want Houston to win. Uh, I was going to do that for uh, John Hickman and, and Cody. Cody Davis, because those are the guys that I love to poke at a little bit. But it's just the simplest fact that you just don't want those narratives about the coach, no. first-year coach and first-year quarterback to be permeating through your mentions all week. I got you. No. I feel you. All right, that could have been here. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. All right? I just want to remind everybody, remember, man, that Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts, of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Julian, my man, we got to stay in touch, man. This was awesome. You awesome. I love the job that you do up with the Panthers and uh, keep it going, my brother. And uh, are you coming to the game? Are you traveling? I'm not traveling to the game. No. Okay. All right. So, so I don't have to go because if you were coming, I was gonna go down there and holler at you. But so I don't have to go. I don't have to drag my limbs uh, down to the stadium this week. But uh, the listeners enjoy. Make sure you tap in every single day and make Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Panthers your team every day. Until next time, for Julian Council and Tony Wiggins, y'all make sure you take care of each other. We'll see. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. 
Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.